1: At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim J K. Good
0: morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim J K. your host. Today our topic is... Uh, Pope Benedict XVI uh, to resign. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, please feel free to call in at three four seven three two four three four six zero or you can post your, ch- uh, your question in the chat room, or you can email us at info at thecorebusinessshow.com. Today I have the pleasure of having Dr. Neil Nielsen, Jr. Uh, he is the professor of philosophy and I'm sorry, Religious Studies at Rice University in Houston, Texas. We want to welcome you to the program. Dr. Nielsen, thank you for coming on.
2: Good to be with you.
0: I guess to to begin with, if you can kind of tell our, our listening audience about how the Pope came to be in that particular well position as the universal church, what started from uh, from the very beginning, why we need a Pope and why we have one, and really what's the role of the Pope?
2: Well, um, Certainly, um, he's an important religious figure, not only in Christendom, but um, for the whole of the religious world. Um, The Roman Catholic tradition is that he is a successor of St. Peter. Um, We know that uh, Rome became one of the centers of uh, Christian life and tradition through the centuries. And uh, as chaos set in in the Roman Empire, uh, the Pope was a person, Rome, gave leadership. Um, we have, uh, beginning about in the high Middle Ages, a time of Thomas Aquinas, uh, Rome is uh, tied in with the state and with the culture. But the Pope is doing not just religious things, He's helping protect Rome from the barbarians, uh, barbarians, and he's also a spokesman for Christian doctrine. Uh, the competitor, of course, is the Bishop of Constantinople. That's what we call Eastern Orthodox Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the popes were in the West. But uh, as the church has become separated from the state, uh, the folks leadership has has been more important in our era
0: well wow. so when you go back in time uh you mentioned uh there's there's a western church and the eastern church and um with the western church uh he said tith- at the you mentioned something about peter
2: Yeah, well, uh, the Roman Catholic tradition is that uh, the Pope is a successor of Peter. Um, There are good Roman Catholic historians working on this, and I think you have to say the office of the Bishop of Rome took on great importance in the early period as the Roman Empire was declining, as the barbarians were at the gate of Rome. Uh, The Pope was the protector who who negotiated peace. Um well, the papacy has a long and diverse um history uh through the um through the Middle Ages and into the present and the office certainly has grown and taken on other other dimensions. Uh the split between uh Protestants and Roman Catholics of course in the West came with the Reformation and with Martin Luther, and subsequently wars of religion. But uh, Rome is is a place where probably Peter and Paul both died, and uh, it it was an important place when Christianity was persecuted in the early period and subsequently as a bearer of culture uh, through centuries.
0: Wow. With this particular, can kind I of tell us uh, uh, about the position itself and how the person rise to become pope or the bishop of Rome? Uh, I know it's the election process that happens, uh, but kind of tell us how that plays out. And, for example, he's ex- he is resigning. Why can a pope resign? Is that something that's, uh they have the option to do? or they just die in a position? Can I, if you don't mind, can I explain this? Well, what you think?
2: Um, this is uh, very unusual. I think a Pope is uh, taking what uh, his admirers would say would be a wise and creative step, leaving way for a younger man and leaving way for some changes in the Church. Uh, the doctrine of papal infallibility was proclaimed only as late as 1870 was the first Vatican Council. Second Vatican Council in the 60s was a reforming council, and uh, its an office has had its ups and downs. Uh, The last pope to resign was in 1415. That was before America was discovered, and that was in controversy about the Avignon Popes and the popes in Rome and uh, the Pope resigned to let that controversy die down and have only a single Pope. I think, just judged historically, we have to say that, uh, you know, uh, papacy is had its ups and downs, And uh, but it's at present, you know, a distinguished and
0: leading office in, in Christendom. The, the canon law which governs the church talks about the process of who becomes Pope and in this particular office. And the College of Cardinals or College of Bishops pretty much actually help elect uh, They they
2: elect the Pope in a secret conclave, yeah.
0: In that particular process, uh right now we have no clear front runner. Um and there's uh this short period of time, kind of tell us how that process is played. It's going to be one of the 120 uh, cardinals that's gathered there, even though it can be anyone, but there's always going to be said and done, uh, not really politics. So there's going to be one among one of the 120 cardinals that uh, convene for that uh, conclave.
2: Yeah, well, uh, they have 20 days uh normally after uh, death of the Pope to convene and make their choice. And uh, there are all kinds of rumors as to whom we're going to have. This is a group of men with uh, independence and power. Uh, They'll be in the Sistine Chapel. Uh, They'll cast successive ballots. They'll take an oath that they will with their best judgment and with objectivity, uh, produce a new pope, uh, and then we'll see the smoke out of the window outside St. Peter's. But it, it's it's a very you know it, it's a very powerful office. Uh, Protestants and Eastern Orthodox may respect it, uh, but they don't uh, owe allegiance to it. But uh, the Pope is one of the leading figures in our world, not only for Christians, but for all kinds of of people. And what he says and does goes far beyond the borders of his billion followers in his own church.
0: And with with that with that process of the uh, the cardinals who who gather, um, and I know it is by secret ballot. Um, how in the, you know within the minds? I know it's going to be among one of them. Do you know why it's a secret ballot? Because it's just not is really impartial. You might say someone, "Hey, I might support you," but allow the spirit to kind of help guide the majority, and then they end up with a person.
2: Yeah, uh, sure. It is it, uh, there is protection here. Um, the Roman Catholic Church has the greatest uh, monarchy still lasting, and uh, this we can say to its credit. Uh, it's not a democracy, um, and uh, there are different groups there. There are they know each other, uh, and uh, I, I think the cardinals um, will will seek to do the best man for their church. Uh, When observers come on this, they speak of a Guardian Party to which the present Pope belonged. He was, at the time of the Second Vatican Council, a Reformer, a Liberal. He has been a very conservative church, uh, as concerned to have faithful members as to have a large and expanding church. He was head of the Holy Office, so... Uh, but there, there's a liberal reforming party and then there's a middle group in between but uh... I, I think it's a it's a process that protects the church Um other forms of church government of course would be more democratic but the roman catholic church gains great strength and power from its hierarchy
0: Okay. And the difference between the, the uh, Pope resignation and a Pope death, kind of t- take us the process, if you don't mind, between the two. What,
2: what What's the question? Uh,
0: the question is, if he re- when he resigns, is there a different process or is it really the same process uh, if he resigns or uh, a death of a, a Pope?
2: Yeah, basically the same. I mean, what what this man has protected us from, and I don't mean this in any negative way, but if you have a pope, and he's one of the older popes, I mean, in old age, spends five or ten years dying, I I don't mean that in any irreverent way, then that doesn't give his church the vitality that a younger man, uh, Pope John XXIII in the Second Vatican Council, uh, was a very dramatic moment. He brought in the Protestants, the Orthodox, he endorsed religious freedom. Um, you know, it put the church right in the hands of leadership. When an old man uh, can't carry on well, and uh, this present pope has had difficulty, according to his critics, in maintaining discipline even at Rome, New York Times is full of it this morning, uh then, then that lacks vitality. And, and I think the Pope is doing a wise and generous thing in giving his church a uh, uh, chance to do that, fresh blood. Uh, but then so much depends on the wisdom of the electors, and, and no one knows but God and what a Pope will do when he gets there. He's a person of great power, more present more power than the President of the United States because he's not up for reelection. election
0: mm-hmm. So when does Pope uh, vacate that chair? Uh, Bishop end of, of the room, month. End of the at month. At the end of the month.
2: And, and then by no
0: Easter, becomes, by Easter right. we hope to have a new Pope. When he vacates, of course there's no two Popes. He's just going to be more a uh Senior retired. advisor a distant advisor, will they still call him Pope, or they will call him by his uh, his cardinal name?
2: I don't think that's going to be hard to say. Everybody will call him a Pope emeritus. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: But uh, he won't be participating in the uh, voting for his successor. Uh, but uh, he certainly uh, has appointed the majority of the people that are voting on him. So his integralist, his conservative tradition... Uh, I am a Protestant. I don't mean this in any negative way. I'm <coughs> pro-ca- pro-Catholic. But uh, the, there is a plateful of of uh, problems for the new pope to solve. Internationally, the Roman Catholic Church is being persecuted in China. They don't like the tie with Rome. The question is whether a new pope can can help that any. There are relations with the Muslim world Uh, Places like Egypt where the Christians are, I don't know, at most 20%, maybe half of that. Uh, a, A world even 50 years ago or 100 years ago was separated. They had to put 15 days to make sure that everybody got to Rome in time for the election. Now we come by airplane Now we can do the kind of thing that you and I are doing, talking over distance. Uh, My daughter lives in Vienna in Austria. I can dial a number. I can put on Skype, and I can be in the next room with her. Uh, The popes live in this fast-changing kind of world. This is a plus uh, for uh, religious organizations, especially those that are interconnected like the Roman Church. Uh, On the other hand, uh, it makes for a secular world. Uh, The papacy uh, is confronted with um, Pentecostalism. This is not meant in any political or critical kind of way, but uh, Pentecostalism is a very competing kind of movement in Latin America and Africa. And the question is, what relation do the popes want with that? Uh, the Second Vatican Council put dialogue between Protestants, Catholics, and Orthodox. And John XXIII had lived in a Orthodox culture and was very open to Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, what relation does uh, the Pope envisage with, uh, with fellow Christians, with Muslims? Again, not to be too critical, the present Pope, made what I'm sure he would regard as a slip of the tongue. And uh, you can say the Muslims were oversensitive. There's a long controversy in the Middle Ages up to the present, a culture clash between Muslims and Christians. Uh, In my community where I live, we're quite dialogue a great deal, have mutual friends we all know that's not the case around the world that there is tension between muslims and christians uh how, how the pope has a whole plateful of controversies here both inside his church and outside his church and mm-hmm. that's in our world normal uh if a church has vitality then it has different uh, different varieties within it and uh he'll have pressure on him. Um, again, I don't mean this in a polegative, polem- polemical or negative way, but the whole feminist question, family questions, Pope has to make decisions on that. And the marvelous thing about the papacy is all the Pope has to speak, and we can hear it in the next 10 minutes wherever we are all around the world. So it's a very different thing than the medieval papacy when the church was tied in so completely with the state. And we've had weak popes and we've had strong popes, and uh, some of us who are not Roman Catholics I think would welcome a strong pope, but uh, in terms of proclaiming the Christian message of bringing peace and understanding and dialogue. Do you quite
0: think quite a job. Yeah, it's quite a job. So do you uh, course, uh, you think the new person that they will elect is going to have to have that stamina and that chris, charisma? It
2: would be uh, a younger policy, man, probably.
0: Yeah, in order to handle today's issues. Um, in in saying that, um, as we go through this particular process, and hopefully there is a, a poll named by Easter, uh, what do you see uh, uh, as the future for the uh, uh, that the papacy?
2: Well, so much depends on the purpose, uh, uh, on the person of the new pope. He has um, let, let's overstate it more options than the president of the United States because he's a longer time in office. Uh, it's a spiritual office that is. Uh, the Roman Church is not uh, primarily interested in in political power. Um, it is interested, I think, in freedom and opportunity to to proclaim its message, and it has uh, certain convictions about. You now, here is America, United States, until after the Civil War, was overwhelmingly a Protestant country. What Kinds of Protestantism there was. Pro- Catholic immigration came after the Civil War, and the group that were most influential in bringing Catholicism to America uh, were the Irish, because they were anti-Protestant with their experience in in Ireland, uh, and at the same time spoke good English. Uh, Ireland's uh, St. Patrick's Day's had a great uh, movement, and uh if you look now at this country, I think the figure is two thirds of the country of the Supreme Court are uh Roman Catholic um, Does that matter? No, yes, I think they ought to have freedom, but uh I think they're sincere in their religion. The only Roman Catholic president we've had was Kennedy. And his personal morals were, were highly questionable, to say the least. So Catholicism was integrated into American society. I was at the uh, opening of our new mosque in the community where I live. Uh, the Methodist bishop, who is a woman, and uh, the Roman Catholic bishop, who is not, uh, embraced each other and exchanged kisses. So we're not fighting the wars of religion anymore. Uh, The wars of religion were a terrible thing. They destroyed much of Europe. Uh, This is a world, I think, in which we need religion, we need peace, we need goodwill. But religion, of course, can bring out lots of ill will and hatred, which I would say is contrary to the will of God.
0: In closing, um, do you think the, the future of the paper is going to be in, uh, out of this election? Will that American have a chance, American Cardinal will have a chance to to actually to, to seat that particular position, or do you think it's going to be another European?
2: Well, uh, I think it's more likely. It's anybody's guess. Cardinal Dolan has talked about, he's in the New York Times, North American hardly any chance. South American a very good chance. Maybe an African pope. Uh, maybe a Canadian pope. But I'd say that's in the hands of God and in the card and the cardinals. And it's a very crucial test, uh, not just for um, uh, you know what it means immediately, but what it means in the long history of the Church. Pope has great leadership abilities, he can lead the world, he can lead the church, or, um, you know, there have been popes that were not very successful. We ought to pray to God for it. I say that as a Protestant, but uh, it's it's an office of great importance and uh, great power, and uh, some of us would not consider ourselves under its control, but I think its message is, is something the world needs.
0: Okay. Any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave uh, leave us with?
2: Well, I think this is a fascinating and exciting time, comparable to uh, the Second Vatican Council, which in the 60s was very important, and if you consider how much religious persecution there is in the world, a hundred countries at least, where persecution is overt, Uh, I think we need to know how important uh, cooperation is between Catholics, Protestants, and Orthodox. It's on the books. Rome is sponsoring it. And uh, I, I think how much the positive, not the negative side of religion, but the positive side of religion is something that our world needs very much.
0: Well, well, I really appreciate you coming on the program. Uh thank you so very much. Dr. Well,
2: Wilson. I enjoyed talking with you and it's a fascinating time to wait and see.
0: Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. You bet. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Again everybody, thank you for listening to the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jackie, your host. You can download this episode on iTunes or Block Talk Radio. Everybody have a great day and take care. Thank you
1: for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For more information about equipment financing and asset-based loans, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. Or call us at 866-611-7457. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to The Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. And thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.